Welcome. One and all, you've just discovered the Tom and Topher podcast experiment. First word in entertainment, tainment, tainment. We explore the mysteries of the universe, our minds, and much more. So come along with us to the edge of all that's possible. Sup, for the muckus. Hi. That was pretty intense. That was scary. Dude. I thought you were actually cussing for a second. <laughs> yeah, I got real hey, if you're dis- If you're dyslexic, then you just swore. I did that. Yeah. I put that in your head. That's crazy talk. If, if you're dyslexic, <clears throat> you just swore. I know I'm dyslexic. For sure. Slightly. Slightly. Lightly dyslexic. Slightly, yeah. Well, um... Yeah, I feel like everybody is a little bit, at least, a little bit yeah. dyslexic. My eyes move around when I'm reading sometimes, and it's kind of weird. Yeah. Processed strangely in my head. Math is a struggle for me. It's like, um, it's like I used to be Chinese or something in another life. Mm-hmm. And so my brain is like trying to go back to that where you read on the opposite side of the page first. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's dyslexic or just... I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that word. The hard R. Retarded. Oh, yeah. You don't want to say that word. Let me get a little closer to the mic here. Speaking of offending people, that Dave Chappelle special was amazing. That was genius work right there. Honestly, that dude is so funny. You need to watch the rest of this. Mm-hmm. I was interested to see what happened, so I went on... Because I, I knew watching him, like, this is not going to go over well on Twitter or anywhere else on the on the internet. And um, <clears throat> for the most part, a lot of positive reviews and a lot of people, like, showing relief. Like, finally, someone is, like, fighting back against this cancel culture and stuff. Um, just totally calling him out because that's what the whole sh- the whole um, stand up was about was kind of just uh, an fu to cancel culture. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's honestly refreshing. Very refreshing. Because uh, Netflix has set the stage for comedians and people who just want to create, you know, different TV shows and movies. They've just set right. this arena where they're <clears throat> like, we don't give a fuck what you say. You can say whatever you want, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that special, he talks about how the uh, one of the representatives of Netflix says, "I think it was Netflix says you can't, you can't say, you can't say." Should I say it? No, he was talking about someone when he was doing Chappelle Show. Oh, really? Yeah, that was Chappelle Show. Yeah, that was oh. way back. On network TV. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say, you can't say, I'm not going to, you know what? Because if I say that one, then I have to say the other one, and I'm not going to say the <laughs> other one. That's for damn yeah. sure. So let's just, pretty much, they told him he can't say one word, but he's free to use another word. One of those words was very offensive to gays, and the other word was very offensive to black people. He could say the one about black people, could not say the one about gay people. Mm -hmm. And he was very confused about that, so he walked away. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Just walked away from the project or something. Um, But I think, going back to what you were talking about, 
I think it is so refreshing seeing somebody go on stage and just say everything you've been thinking just, about yeah. this situation. Right. And like every just on. rational human being who's not just heavily weighing in one direction, left or right. Right. We're just sitting here riding this roller coaster, just like, what the fuck is going on? Everybody's yeah. so crazy right now. Just so chill crazy. the fuck out. Yeah. Just live your life. I feel like um, growing up, like my teen years, the crazy ones were the right wingers, like the Bush era right wingers. Now it's like with like the whole ultra patriotic time after 9 11 stuff. I don't know if you remember that era. Yeah. How people for sure. were. But um, now it's like the regressive left is the loudest voice on social media. And so they are. For some reason, it, that gives the illusion that that's what a lot of people think. So for some reason, a lot of companies are just like bending to, you know, a few thousand negative tweets on something that somebody said or whatever. Um, like Kevin Hart, the whole Kevin Hart situation, which is brought up in the Dave Chappelle stand-up. But, yeah, I don't know where I was going. Kind of went off on a rant there. Well, um, I had something to add to that. I totally forgot. But, um <laughs> But what was, what was cool when I checked um, Twitter on that, Vice um, News had an article like, you can definitely skip Dave Chappelle's new um, special. And I just, I didn't read the article. I always like to see that and then go and look what the comments are. And everyone's like, okay, I'm going to watch it now because mm-hmm. you said not to. Thank God. I remember what I was going to comment on. I was going to say that it seems uh, most of the time when your party <clears throat> doesn't seem to be represented, everybody loses their minds. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It seems that the left is losing their minds because their party isn't being rep- represented. Mm-hmm. And the Obama administration, you know, the right was just looking kind of dumb. You know, yeah, stop calling him the Antichrist. Stop calling him Hitler. Mm-hmm. Stop pulling out every verse in the Bible that you can find that matches a foreign person yeah. rising up to become a leader and equating that with the antichrist it's just it's just uh it was a rough ride but it I just makes you look bad in the end it does i will say that this is the worst though the worst any ideology has ever acted left or right this yeah. is totally extreme the way um the left is even liberals are coming out and um saying that they're tired of it, tired of the PC culture, cancel culture, all that stuff. Like Pierce Morgan um, was on uh, Dave Shapiro. Was his name Dave? Yeah, Dave Shapiro's show. Um, just had this rant on why why he's so sick and tired of like these new liberals. And then the same with um, Bill Maher on his show. Pretty much every episode he's either ripping on Trump and he's also ripping on um, the regressive left. Well... I think it's pretty. Um, I think it's pretty interesting what Joe Rogan had to say about this when he says that he thinks that we're like steering towards a genderless society. You think so? Like, if we're to evolve and continue to grow, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to find some sort of host other than a human body to be able to oh, I grow see. us. Mm-hmm. And our brains are pretty much at max capacity for childbirth. So 
We're going to have to find some other way to be... What is it called? Fertilized in the womb. Oh, gotcha. We're going to have to find some other way to be... Uh, hosted. What would I yeah. call it? <laughs> Host is a good one. Yeah. Well, pretty much. In the end... We're going to be conceived and put into some sort of vat where we'll grow and we'll be able to, we'll be able to reach max human capability in a womb. And then from there, we're going to grow into this genderless society who just puts their babies in little cryo chamber vats, things, whatever you want to call them. Tommy's a futurist now. You're talking about stuff like a thousand years in the future. Some crazy shit. That's crazy stuff. Yeah. That and sounds they, like and a then they talk about that's kind sci-fi of sci-fi novel. It's kind of probably why we've uh, we've constructed this image of an alien that's all gray and has no genitals and is all yeah. small and weak and it's because uh, possibly that's going to be us in the future. He's genderless, go small, ahead. weak. <clears throat> I'm going to say this. I don't think that that's where we're headed. I think that what... The, because the grays or whatever, that whole thing, if that's true, that is from a completely different world with a completely different um, environment and uh, different evolutionary cycle than us, we are very creative beings and we have things like art well, hold on, music, Chris. and music that are very u- unique and sacred. Old people humans. get what? Old and gray. Why do they get gray? Because they're old as fuck. So if a human is at max potential, he probably could live up to what? Like the Bible has people living up to a thousand years. Okay. That's believable to people on this earth that okay. people live okay. a thousand years. Okay. Noah and that. What's your point? What are you getting at? So, say you've lived 250 years. Mm -hmm. Maybe your skin is grayed out a bit. I'm talking about the grays, as in, like, that's what they call the the classic alien, the big head. I'm not talking about people who have gray hair. (laughs) No, I'm talking about gray skin. Okay. You said, I don't believe in in the grays. I assumed you just meant generally, you don't believe that we could have gray skin. No, (laughs) that's not my point. My point is we're not headed into this um, kind of genderless, genderless ultra-intelligence yeah. where we no longer have a- anything that makes, us, um, that makes us unique among other animals. I think that those things will be preserved as we um, advance in technology and intelligence and whatever. Like comes what? What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm, I'm, I mean, we're not going to just turn into robots. Mm-hmm. We're still going to have those elements that make us uniquely human. True. Even if what our our consciousness is hosted in a cybernetic organism. I'm really glad I grew up watching sci-fi movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is interesting. I just, uh, I didn't think I understood for a second, but yeah. I get what you were saying. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know... Like art and music. And, yeah. yeah. I feel like that... That's what sets us apart from, that's what makes AI so hard, is we have that abstract thought that is so hard to replicate 
and an AI program. I think, though, that, like, I don't know, wolves have their form of music and art. Mm-hmm. Do they, though? Yeah, yeah, they howl at the moon. I but mean, is, I that, is that, that art, or is that some just instinctual communal uh, bond thing? I would say that music is an instinctual communal bond. Maybe, but I that think we just other, start doing I think it. That that's a that's an element within music, but it's also very could be a very spiritual experience. Like at the base level, music just without any instruments is still there. Like humans will still whistle and hum, right, and try and mock the sounds that they hear around mm-hmm. them of wind and fire yeah. and elements. Like yeah, nature has a lot of natural rhythms to it. You hear birds sing, you're gonna want to replicate that. Yeah. And you can with your or mouth. Just a horse walking that yeah. has its own like Little, beat to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Or like I don't know, I like a lot of different there's a lot of classical music that's supposed to give you the feeling of nature. So mm-hmm. they'll pick like water and they'll do something about that like a classical piece that just yeah. Makes you feel like you're in water or something. Like Vivaldi's Four Seasons? Yeah. I l- well, what's that? Vivaldi's Four Seasons? Yeah, actually. That's actually crazy. I think my grandma used to listen to that. You should listen to it. Um, but, damn, where was I going with that? Elements. Classical music. But they'd pick, they'd pick a, a nature sound. Oh, yeah. And then write something to go around that. Well, I was just pretty much saying that we still do that in this time. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they... I mean, pretty much a guitar is somebody picked up a stick, put some strings on it, and made some noises with it, mm-hmm. and then it evolved into what we have now, and there's electric guitars and crazy-ass amplifiers yeah. and shit, but in reality, you just need one string and a stick mm-hmm. to make a dong noise. Mm-hmm. And they have that. They have, like, some of the Mongolian instruments are... Super weird looking. Yeah, or like those uh, that jug music, like the backwoods, where they have that upside down tub with the string. And yeah, dude, dun, exactly. Dun, dun, dun. And, and the hand bone. Big... Some guy doesn't even have an instrument. He's just like, just like slapping his. The other guys with the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> hand bone, hand bone. Where are you buying? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of that going on where I'm from. <laughs> in Bakersfield? Yeah. I bet. Still going on. But, <clears throat> yeah, how do we even get there? Start talking about aliens and lend to music. And I feel it's like beautiful. art is going to We have to some stuff us. we actually were planning on talking about. <laughs> so I'm going to get to that real quick. First of all, check us out, Tom and Topher on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Tom and Topher. We are also now on Spotify, y'all. So hit us up there. SoundCloud, Apple Music, Google Play. Boom. We're on it all now. Finally. Um, thanks to everybody on SoundCloud for listening. We've hit over, well over a thousand listens, which is truly fucking awesome. I, uh, Never expected to even get one listen from anybody. Yeah. I figured we would post it and it would sit on SoundCloud and nobody would give a shit. But uh, thank you guys. 
it's honestly a fucking pleasure to be able to sit down and talk and have people give a shit about what we have to say. Yeah. At least a little bit. <laughs> so if you've made it this far, God bless you. You know what's strangely our most popular episode? What? Episode two. Yeah. It, I just looked at our numbers. 90s on, babies? Yeah, I just looked at our Dude. numbers on, on Spotify, and it's like everyone skipped all the episodes, all the other episodes, and just listened to Do we have listens on Spotify? Yeah, we do. How many? Uh, just a few? Tw- yeah, just a handful. But cool. they all went to episode two. That's funny. Um, yeah, the whole 90s thing is really... An issue, dude. People, uh, people want to talk about that because, I mean, I was talking to my friend Jasmine, who shout out to Jazz, yo, what's up? Hey, Jasmine, it's great um, hanging out the other night. Yeah, very fun. She was talking about the other night how um, she was born in 1998, and okay. she considers herself a 90s baby. And I was like, girl. Chris doesn't even consider me a 90s baby because he, you know, was born in 40s, 50s or somewhere around. There's 90s babies and there's 90s kids. Yeah. I think that was, if I listen back to the episode, I'll have to see. I think that was my point. Is that there are 90s kids and those are the ones that their childhood was mostly in the 90s. Yeah. When they got to experience all the pop culture that took place during that era. And 90s babies are those that were born in the 90s, but maybe more so experienced um, the 2000s as their childhood. Well, which is I reminded different. her that 90s babies, whether you were born in 98 or 92, 98 was not that different from 99, and 2000 was not that different from 99. So if you start remembering shit from 2001, you still are remembering the 90s. It's just slowly fading away. And you remember, decades slowly faded. Mm. It wasn't like now, where a month later, you feel like you're in a whole new era. Yeah. A fucking celebrity is now president. Mm -hmm. There's people sending, you know... uh, There's people across the world saying they're going to send missiles over to us and blow us up, and we're making movies about it to taunt them. I would say in the interview. I would say like the two years before and after the start of a new decade, there's a massive change. Like you've noticed in '98, hey, things are looking different now. Movies have a different way of being made. People are doing their hair different. The weird patterns, the weird neon stuff that we used to wear is kind of fading away. Now we're having more. um, I don't know solid striped shirts and stuff like that. Like those stupid shirts that had the stripes going down yeah. on the sleeves. I uh, Adidas ones? Yeah, I don't know if you... I love those for some reason. Wait, are they... Are they old original ones, or...? What are you trying to say? Did you just buy them? I just... bought them as a kid. Well, I didn't buy them. My mom bought them for me. So no, they're still... clothes. No, they're OG. People, they're coming back. Really? That's cool. Yeah, those Adidas striped shirts on the sleeve. I don't. I don't own them anymore. Oh, sorry. Damn. I was like, dude, you got a freaking gold mine. You got something there. I don't know yeah. if it's worth any money, but <laughs> people like those now. Um. Anyways, hit us up, Tom and Topher. Back to that. 
Um, SoundCloud, over a thousand listens. Thanks, guys. Y'all are awesome. My Twitter's installing. That's where I had some of my notes. But, um, so, this whole Popeye situation is getting a little out of hand. You see their Twitter post? They're like, we're so happy that you guys love our sandwich, but we are currently out of stock. Really? Yeah. Completely? Yeah. Supply did not meet demand. I do not think they ever expected that. No. Clearly. It's a good sandwich, I'm sure. I didn't have one, but... Mm -hmm. Well, we've had that at Starbucks. Sometimes things sell so fast. Greater than expectations were that they've had to... uh, What was it? The color-changing cups. Color-changing cups was a a good example. People were losing their minds over that. Yeah. <clears throat> People were selling them for like... <clears throat> you know why I think those sold? Over a hundred something bucks. Yeah. For a $16 pack of cups. It's that flip life. Yeah. I tried. I tried to do it. I got so much hate mail. You should have sold on eBay. I know. They're like, you work at Starbucks and you're up selling there products it's like honestly come on now yeah if you guys are gonna buy it you think i'm not gonna sell it mm-hmm. y'all aren't getting these yeah people think they're so great by what do they call that keyboard warriors like, there's a reason they didn't they are priced at that at that point and there's a reason why you don't that person messaging me there's a reason why you don't have one and yeah. i do because i work there and there's nine times out of ten the people who work at starbucks yeah. are going to get the product you paid for it. You own it. Yeah. I don't know. That was a weird situation, but... Now, if you're stealing shit from your store... Or, t- or selling it. And yeah. selling it, yeah. But... Popeyes, dude. And uh, remember the whole Szechuan sauce from McDonald's? Mm-hmm. That was crazy. It's just a theme oh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people... Uh, People have caught on that companies really like to to hype up a product. They really like to get a lot of publicity over something and then not meet the demand that they know mm-hmm. they are going to have. Yeah. Just so that they can have an influx of customers just buying and buying and buying and buying. Yeah. You, you know, know I'm already way? here. Might as well get something. Yeah. You know who does that well, the creating false demand for something? Hmm. Is Disney. The whole Disney vault thing. Like they'll like we'll take um, Cinderella, they'll release it on DVD for a limited time, and then once everyone buys it, it's gone for years. And then they take it out of the vault again, like yeah. f- ten years later, and release another edition with these special things on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo did that too with the Nintendo Classic. There's huge demand for it, but they purposely made less than um, what would meet that demand yeah. to create a false demand for it in the future. And so everyone's talking about it. Everyone wants it so bad. So when they release it, they just, their sales blow up. Yeah, that for sure happened with the Szechuan sauce. Like I know, like McDonald's knew. It was a Rick and Morty thing. Like, <laughs> come on now. They knew what they were doing. They were getting people in because of a sauce. Yeah. And you gotta get something to eat with that sauce. 
If they don't have the sauce, you're still getting something <coughs> to eat because they got sauce still. Well, I'm here. I smell like Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour is good still. Oh, do you have honey mustard? <sighs> what do you mean you're out? People are literally fighting each other over these chicken sandwiches. Dude, what world do you have to live in to fight over that stuff? I saw a video where uh, one of this, this poor guy was about to just cry. This poor employee was about to just cry because this person was making fun of him for being slow or something. And he's like, you don't know what we're going through. Oh my God. <laughs> They're getting paid minimum wage to go through more than, I don't know, somebody who makes probably 10 times what they make goes through in a day it's like just fast food work is so miserable exhausting and just degrading mm -hmm. and add on people just harassing you and endless lines of just disappointment mm -hmm. and pissed off people yeah it's just it's not a fun life no and that's why I kind of agree that it's a job I don't know Here's the deal. Like, if it's a job for people who people say, oh, it's just, it's fast food, you know, it's easy work. Mm -hmm. It's a job for people who, you know, need to get by and just make some money during college or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's not becoming that because you go to work and it's just more and more people every single year. Like, six years ago, when I started at Starbucks, we had like none of the drinks that we have now. Mm -hmm. We had coffee, frappuccinos, and tea. Yeah. It's it's absolutely ridiculous what we have now. Mm -hmm. every, and there's every no year compensation year. for it. Yeah. Starbucks does not recognize that we have I would say probably a well over a hundred new drinks mm -hmm. just added to the plate. And it's not just new drinks, it's the fact that we can customize those drinks. So we have cold brew, cold foam cold brew, salted cold, cold foam cold brew, cascara cold foam cold brew. It's like, this is so confusing to the people who are coming in and going, wait, what cold brew is that? Yeah. It's like when you ever, you ever watch um, Dave Ramsey's, uh, where he goes out to restaurants, what's it called? Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah. And Dave, one of the first things he does... Dave Ramsey? Is that did I say Dave Ramsey? Gordon Ramsey. Isn't that... <laughs> isn't that like the Christian talk the show? finance host? guy. Dave Ramsey. <laughs> financial peace. <laughs> you been watching that? Be financially free in one year. <laughs> My parents tried to get me to do that. Anyway. Okay, go ahead. Um, it's just because... Never mind. Um, Gordon Ramsey goes around to shit restaurants and one of the things that he does with most of them is he makes them like cut their menu in half yeah and I feel like um, businesses that have too much choice create I don't know just more problems come from it yeah and here's the thing they have choice endless choice endless choice and they don't really let anybody know about these choices they have menus with four items on them you go up there, it says latte, vanilla latte, coffee, mm -hmm. frappuccino, tea. And there's thousands of things you can get. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times, you don't make a drink for a year. <laughs> and then it pops out and you're yeah. like, what is this? Like a cotton candy frappuccino. Yeah, you're like, I have, 
God, what is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. what is Starbucks doing to us? And you have to go in these dark corridors and catacombs of the, of the menu and find it. And, you have to, oh, like, go on the internet and look it up. Yeah. And there's, yeah, like you said, there's secret menu, cotton candy. So we have our menu, and then customers really do expect us to know there's the secret no menu. secret menu. This vast menu of Thousands of right. and thousands and thousands like of the comp and order a butter beer. Here's my point. Chino. We could bitch about this all day. <laughs> food. Why don't you get out of college, numbnuts? Just get a better job. Okay. Yeah. There's that. But hey. I agree. Hey. But the work still sucks, fast so. food, and all that comes with that. Anything around that Jamba Juice, Starbucks, anything that requires food service and fast, efficient food handling in any way is getting way harder than it was ever in this in this world there's thousands of people a day coming through when a, 10 years ago you might have had a couple hundred mm-hmm. it's just not being compensated for you not you're not treating the workers better for the work that they're doing and they're yeah. for sure doing far more work than you would be doing in the 1950s when you opened up McDonald's yeah. and you got a few hamburgers and milkshakes for Lucy and, and Ron. <laughs> oh, a couple of hamburgers up! Bing, bing! Um, no cheese and no onions on mine, please. <laughs> please! <laughs> this is before they put, like, condiments or anything on. May I have a side of ketchup with that? But what's going on behind the scenes, <clears throat> I think the reason why that they that companies are not putting um, enough training or whatever in, um, into their, the reason why companies aren't addressing these issues on a personnel level, so the store employees, is because behind the scenes, they're spending their money and research on automation. Because automation is actually going to meet the demands of this new influx of customers, of people buying, um, like, you know, thousands of people going through McDonald's or Starbucks a day. They're finding ways to automate certain tasks that will not, that will help them avoid the labor costs that would, it would be to have humans do it. So at a Starbucks to meet that demand, they would have to hire, they'd have to spend more on labor per day. They would have to, well, yeah, just that. They'd have to spend a lot more on labor. So why not figure out how to automate that and not only save on labor, reduce human error, which happens, both of us know, happens all the time as Starbucks employees. You know, you forget a pump here, you forget a pump there, put the wrong kind of milk in, People bring it back because they're not satisfied. You got to dump the whole drink out and lose, you know, the cost of that drink. And so, you know, if I were a company, why wouldn't I automate those things and trim? Well, some with of the Starbucks, fat? because this is the whole thing is Howard Schultz, which he's obviously not the CEO anymore, so they could do whatever they probably want at this point. But Howard Schultz, his whole thing was: I went to Italy, I saw what they do in Italy. And they uh, they have this whole they have this whole 
experience there that I love mm -hmm. and I want to bring to the United States and share that experience here. Right. And so part of that experience was the friendliness, the welcoming, the, mm -hmm. the just happy, energetic vibe of like an Italian cafe where there's just a, a lot of noise going on, steam wands going, yeah. music playing, people mm -hmm. talking. It's just energy. And if if you start doing this whole thing like McDonald's is doing where you go up to a tablet and order your drink and then that tablet will, you know, send it through and you barely get any human contact whatsoever, that's going to shift the entire dream and like essence of the person who started that company, which isn't necessarily bad yeah like you could turn starbucks okay so it's getting so popular that now baristas can't handle the workload right it's no longer it's no longer an option for us to have human beings doing this shit because it's just too much too fast happy hour mm -hmm. craziness right never just every single time it's more and more people coming through out of control and every year it's more and more people coming through yeah. And you look at the numbers, it's, which I have, it's truth. Like every store gets so much more business every single year. Mm -hmm. And it's just getting harder and harder and harder on the people working. So here's an idea. I have no clue what Starbucks is going to do. Here's an idea. What if they made, <clears throat> what if they built strategically Starbucks drive through kiosks where maybe there's one or two employees at any time working it but most of the functionality of it most of the the um drink production is done automatically with robots or whatever and the humans are there to basically mitigate um issues that might arise or just kind of man the machines in the background just to maintain what's going on kind of i do not on. want that but no, I think that's I do not want a robot making my drink but those are the those are the kiosks but the but in order to maintain that human experience, they have cafe. They have cafes still. So for the people that just want to go, get they're on their way to work. They just want to get their coffee and go. They go to a kiosk. If, if you, you want to sit at that down, kiosk, you make a little more. Yeah, if you sit. Hell. Yeah, if you sit down, if you want to sit down, work on your laptop, go to a cafe. If you want to just meet your mom for coffee, go to a cafe. It's an idea. I don't think that's an idea that they, they would... You know how much money that would be? They'd have to restructure their entire thing. It would be huge. Buy out probably uh, Dutch Bros to take all their huts. Yeah. Or that what they could do is have the drive through function be automated. I don't know. It's just... If I were on the board of Starbucks, these are ideas I'd be spitballing. What if Starbucks was like, hey, fuck Dutch Bros. Let's start building little kiosks. They have them already. Little tiny ones. Yeah, Rockland. There's one. There's, there's one, one by the eighty, kind of. Yeah. It's like those Taco Bells that you that you can't go in. You just have to walk up to. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, crazy world. I can totally see Mike, uh, Microsoft, McDonald's doing that. Um, completely replacing their employees with robots. Yeah. I think that the technology already exists. Yeah. And there's no human experience. You want you don't want human experience when you go in there. You no, want to there's get never your food. A, there's not a McDonald's culture. You're not like in there going. I mean, they walk up and half the time they don't even say anything when they walk up. You mm -hmm. just they just look at you and wait for you to order. Yeah. If you're f 
they're miserable. <laughs> they're just like, I can't wait to go home. <laughs> it's sad, really. But um, I run, I watched a really good podcast with on Joe Rogan. He had uh, Novel Ravikant. I think that's how you say his last name. He is. That was one of my favorite episodes of all time. I also follow him on Twitter. Amazing stuff. He's a he has his own podcast. Each episode's like two to three minutes, three or more. But um, just so much wisdom. But his point was that automation is not a scary thing, and that in the past it has always brought better jobs for employees. So like in the past with factory workers um, getting replaced by factory machinery, um, like yes, there's always going to be some type. There's always going to be casualties. And when with, you know, automation and technological advances, however, it, it, with, um, the automation that we're facing in our future, it's going to allow people to do more of what they want to do. So now a good example of that is people having a YouTube channel, making millions of dollars talking about the things that they love. That's a, you know, this is a completely new workplace and a lot of people are yeah it's actually a lot of this automation interesting that, yeah that comes from the internet allows us to um we don't have to um try and get our song on the radio we don't have to um <clears throat> go work for a web design studio we can just make our own web design company at home and then have you know a remote team if i need to I was talking to my dad about how it seems like people are realizing that this giant, and I mean giant, as big as you can imagine, this pool of money that was just owned by a few people before Mm -hmm. is still there, and you have a lot of access to a chunk of it if you just invest in something that you love. Mm -hmm. And people are going damn, I'm going to try that. Yeah. And a lot of people are making it big, just doing what they love. Yeah. And that is a pretty interesting thought to where instead of going to work for McDonald's, you're encouraged to grow your abilities and talents and art. And we're kind of stepping into a renaissance period almost. Yeah. Where people start giving a shit about art again after some sort of horrible financial crisis like we just went through. And, you know, the things that we listed off do have a startup cost and, you know, spending time working for a place like McDonald's is a part of the startup cost while you, you know, because you got to be able to buy a laptop, you have to be able, you have to buy a microphone or whatever. And, but that is just temporary where you just kind of go through, um, hard things a little bit. And then once it kicks off, you're free. And a lot of people are experiencing that nowadays with starting e-commerce stores on their own, doing the drop shipping thing, starting a YouTube channel, starting a podcast. And it's not all just making it huge in one thing. It's like, there's a lot of different areas where my talents can make money. Yeah. So it's like, I do this while I do this. I do art while I do my Mm -hmm. uh, podcast. I do, you know, my side job while I do three other hobbies that are making me money. Right. Like my... Shout out to Ezekiel, my cousin. Let me actually pull up his Instagram so I can tell you guys. But he's a he's an artist that makes insane watercolors, and he's he's selling them for hundreds of dollars a piece. And this kid 
pumps them out in like 20 minutes. Really? And he's making just, he's found this routine. Um, Real quick, as someone that worked for a company that sold art, so many artists underpriced their artwork, it's insane. His name's Ezekiel Fee. He's an 18-year-old watercolor artist based in the last, I think the last time I saw him, he was probably like 16, that's why I said that. Let me see. Um, rainy scenes inspire my artwork. Let's just go through a few of them. He's branched oh off God. from a lot of city stuff. So if you go down here, Whoa. he did tons of city scenes. Ones. Yeah, and oh. then that's his... Shit. I'm gonna do. Right here. That's his first branch out from Cityscapes. Wow. Can you send that to me? Yeah. I need to follow him. So go check Damn. him out. Ezekiel Fee, E Z E K I E L F E E, on Instagram. And uh, he sells his work from what I know. And it's not super cheap, but. It's really, really that, good. That like, artwork should not be sold cheap. No, and it's not. But he's getting better and better and using new I'm, techniques. And I'm amazed. That is cool. Snow scene. Wow. Anyway, you should post some of those on Twitter. I want to. I'm going to ask him if I can. But shout out to Ezekiel. Proud of you, cuz. That's your Keep cousin. Keep going. Yeah. That's cool. He's doing well, from what I can tell. Anyways, let's branch off. I got something to say. What do you got to say? There's a new Breaking Bad movie coming out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jesse Pinkman. When does it, when does it come out? September? Not September? I don't know. Hold up. I, don't, I didn't that think up. September. Next year, September, or what? It should be this year. It's coming out on Netflix. Um, Breaking Bad. Oh, it's a Netflix movie? Movie. Yeah. Uh, October 11th. Yeah. What happened to Jesse Pinkman? El Camino. Oh, yeah, that's what he drove, the little El Camino. Yeah. That's funny. Man, I'm so excited. Dude, that That show show. got me into watching TV shows, because I was like, strictly movies, and shows to me were crappy network shows and the best one I could think of at the time was the first season of Heroes but other than that that was I did not watch shows and that show like totally got me into finding series like that because the storytelling is so much different than watching it in 90 minutes you've seen uh, Better Call Saul right I regret to inform you that I have not okay well I don't blame you because a lot of people haven't but Breaking Bad has a lot of crazy action that, and a lot of um, characters that that kind of the development just pulls you in, and I think that that Breaking Bad has a little more action than Better Call Saul, but they're both like equal as far as storytelling and the way that this it's all shot you know like Vince Gilligan is extremely consistent with the way he directed him Mm -hmm. 
and the loops that he puts in and like the character development it's all just so good and people it's so underrated people aren't watching it it's yeah. kind of sad you know to be honest with you the most memorable moments to me in breaking bad were not the action scenes albeit those were amazing but uh, um for example when he the part that like was jaw-dropping for me was when uh, he finds out that his wife gave all the money that he had made thus far to her uh, mm-hmm. her side dude and he has that mental breakdown she thought in, it was just in the subfloor or she thought they had a lot more than they did and they yeah. gave it all away gave it all away and he's just like screaming gave it to the guy who fucked his wife yeah that breakdown scene I was just like oh my god it's huge so respect perfect. for Brian Cranston's acting you you feel it like that's what you would look like and yeah. sound like if that was happening to you exactly. you lose your mind probably laugh hysterically because of the irony of the whole situation mm-hmm. it was he's amazing beautiful and it doesn't have Brian Cranston in Better Call Saul so that's kind of hard but I just think that um, it's a little slower getting off mm-hmm. and people have a harder time but I have heard nothing but good things about it. It's so good. And it's so detailed. And I love just the cinematic camera work of the simplicity of life that Vince Gilligan just captures. Like, mm-hmm. just a coffee cup. Ooh. Oh, well, did you look at that? That was an alarm to remind me that I have uh, uh, somebody to pick up okay. in a few. So we can't linger this on too long. Okay. But we got a few things to talk about. Let's branch out from Breaking Bad for a second. Let's move on to the next Let's one. Let's hit our huh? points. We got uh, Mindhunters. New wow. season out. And guess what? I regret to tell you that I haven't seen more than five episodes because I started it just the other day. So yeah. did Chris. I'm on episode three now. Yeah. That show is insane. Go watch it. Beautiful show. If you love David Fincher, <laughs> he directed movies like Seven, Gone Girl, um... Can't remember what else. Or if you also liked the first season of of New Detective, this is the show for you. True Detective. What did I say? New Detective. True Detective. Um, yeah, very True Detective esque. I said it seems like somebody watched True Detective that first season and went, "Damn, that was so good. How do we top that?" And they did it beautifully. Yeah. Like, it goes in depth in ways. I feel like the minds of the cops were explored. In True Detective, the minds of the people who go through horrible shit on the job and what happens while they're going through it, as well as afterwards. And how it affects their personal life. Yeah, and and this one is all about the, the stories of the people who are figuring out the minds of the criminals, and it's just so good. Yeah. Um, and of course, with... Uh, David Fincher, the cinematography is so wonderful. Yeah. If you don't know who that is, he directed Zodiac, Seven. Yeah. What else? He has some signature shots. I think one of the big ones is that that uh, overhead shot of a car driving, but it like oh, matches yeah. the... Oh, yeah. They do that in... Um, they did that in Narcos. Did he direct that? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Well, he, also, he does it in Zodiac a lot. He invented that shot? Or? I don't know if he invented it, but just one that he uses. Yeah. Something about it. It's not like super far away. It's not a helicopter. 
shot, but it's somehow matching the movement of the car perfectly, but from a bird's eye view. And I love the giant white text he uses for like yeah. telling you where they are and mm-hmm. what that. city they're in or something. Mm-hmm. Just pops up there. Like, bam, okay, I'm in Monterey. <laughs> um, PewDiePie and Marzia got married. This is probably pretty late, but congratulations on that. Yeah, That's what a beautiful cool. wedding. Looks so nice. Did you, you saw it? Yeah. Look how cute. I know. Yeah, I she hope is, I could have a wedding like she that. She's gorgeous. Like, you know, every young boy dreams about his fairy tale wedding. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awful that quote, hit, but you wouldn't know. That was a that was a great segue. Two. You wanted to talk about marriage, didn't you? I don't know if we have time to dip into we that now. Not. We had a we that was like a good for that. That was like a good that was a good update episode, I think. Yeah. I mean, we had a full episode plan and we hit some bullet points. This could go on probably for another couple hours if we wanted it to, but Yeah. Uh, let's save it for another podcast, you know? Okay. Um, we don't have to end it now necessarily cuz there are a few things that um, we should be talking about. I know for the last three episodes, we've talked about the Jeffrey Epstein. And rightfully so, dude. I'm not letting this die. We should not let it die. As I think that is one of the cases of the century. And all the pictures and the guest lists and yeah. the paintings that out. are coming out from this the, I, that they found. Um, I keep stuttering. <laughs> the Bill Clinton <laughs> painting. Um yeah, that's weird. And then I looked through the black book thing. There's a black book of his guests on the... I don't want to mess this up. I think on the... That have used his plane. And there's all kinds of people on there that... Yeah. Um, what's his name? Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Weird stuff. There's pictures of Stephen Hawking there. Um, it's like he was purveyor to all elite perverts. Apparently Clinton, they found out you know, Clinton was on his plane just all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they found a list that they didn't have previously. And I don't know. Nobody's really uh, addressing. I don't know. They did for a while, but nobody's really addressing the fact that there's just pedophile rings that are being run by our government. Mm-hmm. And that this is something that goes beyond really anything that an individual can do. And like change in this area requires like some sort of revolution yeah. and is that what happens when you get to elite level we need to all just get on this thing this one mindset all of us who are not pedophiles we just need to all agree that we don't want pedophiles in our world right like if you like to touch young people mm-hmm. you should probably not be in this world right and you should accept that that's something that's a defect mm-hmm. that if you act on you are now the worst kind of scum in the world. It reminds me of a Bible quote, and I think Jesus said that if you were to uh, corrupt the innocence of a child, then it's better for you to tie, tie a millstone around your neck and throw yourself into the sea than to... And that's preach. Preach. Preach it, brother. Amen to that. Yeah. And that's what it makes me think of. <laughs> it... These, I, th- uh, I think we need to go full boondock saints. Like, 
they 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 recognize that there's a certain evil in the world mm-hmm. that needs to be eradicated. Right. And this may sound very cultish, but I'm not saying there's any action going here. I'm just saying we all need to come to terms to the fact that there's a lot of pedophiles. Me watching Mindhunter, this shit is crazy. Yeah. I never wanted to know about this stuff. That's why I don't watch many shows like this. And there are a lot of pedophiles that don't look like pedophiles. But then there's brings up the issue of there's a lot of pedophiles who aren't pedophiles because they don't act on what they want. Mm-hmm. Which is... I don't know. I guess huge props to them if you go your whole life with right. that and never ever act on it mm-hmm. and you recognize you have a sickness. Like, I don't know. Props to you. I don't how think you, that how deserves will you ever death. Know if they exist. But my my whole perspective that I just shout out shouted out was pedophiles need to just go. Yeah, but there are some that have a sickness and they recognize it. And I will say, one thing that is scaring me is that I feel that it is slowly we're slowly being um, desensitized to the sexualization of children. You look at um, Drake, oh, Drake, but you look at the Stranger Things cast. For some reason, Drake has a lot of attention <laughs> yeah. on Millie Bobby Brown, and Drake. there's so <laughs> many articles like about how you know beautiful or hot she is. I'm like, um, how old does she know? How old was she when that show started? No, but Chris, you're perverted for thinking it's anything but just a. No. No, there's, there's people on the internet. There's probably child drag queens doing and all this horrible stuff. things to those pictures. There's, and even you know what, beauty pageant, child beauty pageant's been around for a long time. Yeah, that has always weirded me out. Yeah, always. Even as a young person, seeing it on TLC or something. Right. I forget what the show is called. But good God, man, let them have a childhood. They don't need to be wearing makeup. They don't need to be wearing booty shorts. Because <sighs> guess what? They're babies. They're still babies. They're still learning how to read. They're still learning how to do math. Just leave them alone. They don't have to be. They don't have to do the weird stuff that us adults do. No, not yet. Leave them alone. Let them figure it out. And if they want to, and they are over the age of eighteen, yeah, they now have the chance to just do what they want, honestly. And uh, yeah, so. I don't. I don't remember what led us to that. I'm infuriated right now. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> this shit gets me so pissed off. Me too. I'm like, just fuck you guys. Like, why can't we just live in a world like you grow up, you think the world's one way, and you find out people want to touch you. Right. You're like 12 years old. You're like, get the fuck away from me. What? Right. The, who are you? You're looking at everybody like. Yeah. Who? Which one are you? You're scared. Huh? You can't sleep. You have insomnia at nine. <laughs> You're just <Because> like <laughs> horrified by these things you've been yeah. told by your parents. It's so bad. We were talking about it the other day in the car, but like I grew up on um, watching cops, and um, this especially was was traumatizing. But America's Most Wanted. Yeah. Especially when they would talk about like the, the um, kidnappers and stuff on there, mm-hmm. and the show was started by uh, Joe Walsh. Whose own son was kidnapped and and killed in a hideous way. Yeah, and I just remember watching those things and then going to bed having nightmares or being up all night 
hoping that someone didn't break through my window like happened in one of the episodes. Someone broke into a house and stole yeah. a child. I did not. I was so scared of getting stolen as a kid. Yeah. And I, th- I sympathize with women because that's a fear that never goes away. Right. And for me, I'm now a 6'5", 250-pound individual. Yeah. And I cannot be taken by less than two They'd or three men. they sneak up on you and clock you. And on even that. then, I'm going to... Put up a fight. It's gonna. Right. Um, they're gonna not have. Somebody's not gonna have an eye. Maybe like it's right. not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be worth it <laughs> to risk their limbs. <laughs> yeah, something you. bad is gonna happen to somebody. And uh, with a girl, you can take them. Nothing bad. Yeah. You can. They'll scratch you up. You know. They're. It's just terrifying to be a girl. Mm. You know that. You know that. There's just men that are just. Com- Complete perverts mm-hmm. who have no problem looking at you as like prey. Yeah, you know. And I used to, I used to go on night walks all the time uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I think about it, that's not possible for yeah, a woman. It was very therapeutic to me. It was cool. <laughs> like, just all that's I had the was essence the essence of white privilege, though. No male Do privilege. No, and white privilege, though. That's how that's black true. people think. That's true. That's true. They think like. You ju- you realize you just go you get up in the morning and walk outside, and nobody hates you for your skin color, right? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, they see me walking like, oh, he's just going for a walk. Maybe he's going through something. He's a uh, you know work some things out, work some things out in his head. Yeah, women are like, do you realize you could go out at any hour of the night, and you would ninety nine percent of the time probably be fine. Right. Me, it's probably like a. A good 70% chance I'll be fine. Yeah. Maybe somebody will stop and do something weird. Yeah. Like, it's just miserable. It's crazy. Honestly, though... Oh, dude. New fresh kicks, bro. Hey, shout these kicks out. Yeah, I got some... Continentals 80s. Uh, we got the Gucci stripe on there. They're pretty fresh. They're white. Skirt. I like them. We're into shoes. We like shoes. shoes. Adidas, sponsor us, please. We love you. God bless you. But yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. I just, Honestly, I can't, I can't do like, there are people out there that can't, there's a huge population of people up there that can't experience that. Yeah. They can't be as calm as I, even if they, if in a, I know a girl that goes on night walks all the time, but I know that I was probably a lot calmer, calmer mm-hmm. doing those night walks and had a lot of therapy from it. Well, man, we're going to have to cut this. We got to cut it. We got some shit to do right now. It's okay. We'll 15 in, minutes, I got something in, to put in a good hour. Yeah, it's good. Hey, we'll catch this uh, back up later. Yeah. Episode 21. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Love you. God bless you. Angels watch over you all night long. Tommy out. Good night.